What's up, guys? We are back. This is The Real Deal with Casey and Jason and a special guest today where we talk real life, real experiences, occasionally real estate, a lot about gyms recently. Uh, <laughs> shout out Village Gym and uh, kind of brings us to our guest today. Brad Logue. Is that how you say your last name, Brad? Yeah, Logue. Yeah. Awesome. Man. Like Rogue, but with an L. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Welcome, yeah. man. Yeah. Thank you. So um, I'm just getting introduced to Brad, which is awesome. Jason, you've known him for a little while. Yeah. I mean... Probably six months, eight months. Yeah, a couple I, I, months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how how long have you been doing the uh, doing top tier with uh, like at the village. Um, it was a year in pretty much November. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, and so then that's I probably think about like when I first started seeing you. Right after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, introduce yourself, I guess. Like you know, I, we know your name now. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Kind of like how. Uh, you know, a little bit about your background and then how we got to get to know you and we'll dive into it. Yeah. So born and raised in Middletown, um, went to Appaquinimic High School. So fun fact, first class out of Apo. Cool. Um, so what year was that? 2011. All right. Yeah. Sorry. So you're younger than Jason and I. Um, multi-sport athlete growing up. So was always into sports and athletics and working out and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, gave that up when I went to college. So, um, Got my bachelor's in exercise science from UD. Yeah, cool. took a gap year, went back for PT school. Um, so finished with a doctorate in PT, and then got my while I was there, I got a master's um, in uh, clinical anatomy and health sciences. I think is what it is. That's Honestly, cool. it's, it <laughs> yeah. kind of slips my mind. Sometimes. You know a lot about the human body. Yeah, I, I, I like to think so. Um, and then. After uh, PT school, I went into, I did a sports residency, so kind of get specialized in sports physical therapy. Um, so did that in Middletown, which was cool to kind of come back to. Yep. Um, I mean, I lived I lived in Middletown my whole life, but it was nice to get back into like the high school scene, working with the athletes and stuff right. like that. And this was where again? Um, this was at, in, in Middletown, so Premier Physical Therapy uh, okay, in Middletown, yeah. Um, so I did that for a year, and then kind of just jumped right into the outpatient physical therapy world. Um, so I still, yeah, not as quite as active in sports anymore. Mm-hmm. I, every now and then I'll do like a men's league ice hockey, but oh, no, um, like hockey. That's big, awesome. big birds fan. Yes. All the flyers, uh, Phillies, occasionally Sixers. So yep. still stay in touch with the sports, but that's good. Um, kind of just really into like fitness overall mm-hmm. health and wellness. So, um, I know Chris always says like drinking the Kool Aid with, uh, <laughs> with um, CrossFit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. So so you're Chris from Middletown. Chris shout from out Middletown. Chris from Middletown. Yes. Second yeah. week in a row, probably. <laughs> they yeah. shouted him out. I think. Animal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah animal. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> he has not been re- referred to yet. Yeah. As I believe animal. it though. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. It's for fitting. sure. Yeah. Well, that's really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, what sports did you play in high school? Uh, soccer, ice hockey, and lacrosse. Okay, I got it. Yeah. <clears throat> so the the hockey thing in Apple, like in Delaware in general, is a club thing or is it like a sport thing? It was it was club when I was in. Okay. Uh, I think it was it was always club, and then actually I think it's been kind of like trailing off <laughs> a little bit. Like, Ladybug. Yeah, it, <laughs> I'm it so just hit me. No, you're good. It's good luck. Maybe there. it's a fly. <laughs> that that is a fly. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Got to clean right. it up around here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it was club, and then they kind of transitioned to like. You know, each school would have their own team, and now it's sometimes I think the schools will like intermingle. So you might have right. like three high schools on like one a St. Mark's and a Newark or something, you know, yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay, got it. But it was fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. talk about a lower body workout, man. Oh my god, hockey yeah. players probably have <clears throat> insane legs. So the the thing with hockey was there was no amount of off season training that would prepare you for skating. Yeah, like 
the only way to get in hockey shape is to play hockey. Yeah, so right. it's, it's. I mean, there's things you can do to help, but yeah. it is one of those like it's pretty unique. Like you can't just go out and run. Or yeah, right. right. It's like you have to skate because yeah. it is so demanding. <clears throat> That's yeah. awesome. I feel like football was like that too. I mean, you could like we ran a lot and mm-hmm. a decent amount, <laughs> not, not, not probably as much as other teams, yeah. but yeah. Um, like still, there was no thing like midseason shape. Midseason shape was like you could just run forever. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you couldn't just prepare yourself for that. <clears throat> but um, so. Born in, like, you know, from Middletown. And then that's how we got to know you. So, obviously, through the Village Gym, um, you've been there for about a year. So, you run your practice out of the Village Gym. That's your primary, or is that just like a... Yeah. Okay, yep, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, a little back room, if you're familiar with the gym. It's mm-hmm. like the like where the room where all the spin bikes are. Yeah. But it's pretty, like, pretty private. Like, no one really goes back there. A lot of people don't um, even know it exists. Yeah, I know. Like, I'll take... Brad's like, keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to knock that wall yeah. out, by the way. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like a little like semi-private room. I kind of keep everything in there. So yep. you know, I have weights and the squat rack and bands and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it is. Um, you know, not that I think people would care to go out onto the gym floor, but um, just having your own space, it, yep. it makes things easier. It is nice. I start some of my clients that I don't feel like might be comfortable in a gym setting yet not in that room but in a similar yeah situation like yeah. in a side room where right. they're not like looking around like making sure am i doing this right is somebody yeah. looking at me mm-hmm. yeah. so that is important especially yeah. for you because yeah. i mean like you're probably dealing with somebody who has been injured is recovering is whatever you know yeah you, you can obviously explain that well, better and, than I and can. sometimes like sometimes the history can get a little personal like when you're asking them questions yep. and it's not really something you would want to ask in the middle of the, <laughs> the gym. members yeah. on either yeah. side of you right not and it's i mean it's rare but it happens yeah. so i think they like it's easier for them to like be straight up or like not beat around the question kind of right yeah right so at, like you graduated and then basically started kind of right into your own thing as the- so, uh, so i did i did a couple years um after my residency okay. i stayed with premier got it um and then i i slowly transitioned to my own thing. Okay. So I started in 2022. I kind of launched it in like August. Didn't really treat my first patient until late October. Got and it. then it became like, it started as a, a part-time gig. And then as I got busier with that, I started cutting back hours at my full-time job. Got it. <clears throat> and then eventually when I felt comfortable with making the leap, mm-hmm. then I just went, went full-time. So yeah. it was actually almost like a year to the date which was kind of cool. That is awesome. I was able to go full time. So yeah, yeah. And what was the driving force behind that? Um, there was a couple things. Yeah, so I think I mean, the, don't throw anybody. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Bosses no. or whatever. Yeah, but. and I and I still have like yeah. really good relationships yeah, yeah. with like everyone at my at my old job. It, and it wasn't the it wasn't the company. It was just the it was the this the not it, almost the environment that an insurance based world creates. Got it. That you have to work in. Mm-hmm. Um, so. A lot of so with in the insurance world, reimbursement rates are like really low, and mm-hmm. they only go lower. So every year they're like proposing cuts. So it's basically you're getting paid less and less for the same service. Gotcha. So reimbursing mean meaning what you would get as the the PT as the as the uh, the company. Okay. So like as the PT, I just get you're paid for the most a, part. I get a salary, salary or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And then the company would get reimbursed whatever uh, the PT bills for the session, but what you bill, you know, so let's say everything is in units. So let's say you bill four units. Well, four units now is you're getting paid less for four units now than you were a few years ago. And that's determined by the insurance company. 
Yes. Largely, right? Yeah. I think it's usually Medicare and then whatever Medicare does, everybody else follows suit. So Mm -hmm. they're always trying to cut costs. Mm -hmm. And when they do that, all the other companies are like, well, if the government's doing that, then we're going to do it. And then Um, ultimately it hurts us money. It hurts the companies. Yeah. So it's, you know, any business model, if you're charging or making a little off of any service, Mm -hmm. you have to do a lot more of that service to be profitable. Which trickles down to the person that you're treating too as far as yeah. like how they're impacted exactly because you're just cranking out volume yeah to try to make up for that difference exactly. and it's not only hurting you guys it's hurting the patients yeah. for sure so hmm. if you ever had pt in that setting you're you're one of you're likely one of a couple patients at that pt is yeah, seeing it's, it's, at a, a, time. it's a group so, session right exactly yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> not that you can't get people better in that setting like I got people better in that sure. setting. I know a lot of really good PTs yep. that are still working in that setting. Um, they're they're just a product of their environment. So mm-hmm. I would imagine if you ask most of them, they would say, yeah, I'd rather see you one-on-one. Um, but it, I think with the rates going down or always getting cut, it's hard to be profitable right. um, when you see one at a time. And then I think sometimes as companies grow, you have some locations that kind of carry the weight for other locations. So mm-hmm. then you know this location has to be really, really busy and more than profitable mm-hmm. so they can kind of help buffer the other clinics that are either slower or, or getting their wheels turning. So <clears throat> I was, I would say I was in one of those like high volume clinics. Yeah. So it, you're kind of just like, it's like work, 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 work. And then your pay just kind of like stays the same. Yeah. So it was, it was a little bit of burnout. And then I always wanted to work for myself. Yeah. I had the idea in my head of like doing a cash based thing. And then um, I picked up a book called, it's called F Insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about just charging cash, a cash rate for PT. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read that and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm definitely doing this. Um, so it's, I, I always use like the barbershop analogy. So like if you're a barber and you're, you set your price at one, you know, let's say 20 bucks a haircut. And then you're, you're getting busy and busy and busy. And then you're like, all right, now I'm getting too busy. Well, you can either suffer in it or you can just raise your rates. And one of two things is going to happen. You're going to get less busy but make the same amount of money or mm-hmm. people are going to keep coming to see you and they're going to make more money. Right. So you have a little bit more freedom of like how busy do I want to be. Um, so in my case, I set my rate so I can see one person at a time. Mm-hmm. So it's private physical yeah. therapy basically. Right. Um, and then if I ever get too busy, um, I could just raise my rates. Um, so it's, it's a lot more... It's slower paced. It's not as demanding, and I don't need to work as much. Right. So, like right now, one hour of work for myself mm-hmm. for myself was equivalent to four hours of work at my other job, based on what my sal- my hourly rate sure. of yeah. my salary was. So, that's awesome. It's kind of like, no brainer. Yeah, it's like, hey, do you want to make the same? Right now, do you want to make the same money and work less? Yes. And then, yep. do you want the opportunity to level up much quicker than you would working for somebody else? Most yeah. people would say yes. Yeah. So. I like that. Overall, what's been your experience with how people are, how people feel about maybe that higher rate and the one-on-one as compared to like the old kind of PT world? Are you, yeah. Do you get pushback from that at all? Um, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do get business coaching and they said, I'll, you do want a little bit of pushback because if everyone's saying yes, right. I agree. you're probably too cheap. And <laughs> right. if everyone's saying no, then you're too expensive. So this time of year, like holidays, everyone's like, well, like be a little bit more frugal with their money. But it's not as much as I thought it would be. I it's when you when you think about the rates, it's like, man, that's that's a lot of money. Like Mm -hmm. that's a lot of money to me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so it kind of makes you uncomfortable a little bit. And you're like, yeah. so many people are going to say no to this. And then you kind of explain to them, like, this is why it's different. This is why the price is what it is. Then they then they get a little bit bought in. Mm-hmm. And I break stuff up. So it's not, you know, I have packages that it knocks the price down a little bit. And then you can right. pay over time. So it makes it more manageable on a month-to-month basis. But um, I, I track my numbers. And I would say probably about 80% of the people that come in and see me, 80 to 90% will end up buying a package so that's awesome far more often than not people mm-hmm. are seeing the value and and signing up so yeah. and now like with premier or whoever yeah, it doesn't have to be premier but does the insurance regulate how long you see that person they can they can yeah and okay. every insurance is different so there are some insurance that some people have really good insurance and it's like i can't believe they're still paying for this like you've been coming here like yeah i've seen you like 60 times yeah. and they're still paying then you have other insurances where they'll approve small chunks of visits at a time where, mm-hmm. you know, they may give you five off the bat, no questions asked. And then after five, you have to resubmit. You have to submit this form to the insurance company mm-hmm. that basically highlights the progress that person's made. And then they make the decision. Gotcha. All right, will we approve more visits or not? Um, and then that always sucks because people are used to uh, someone else, their insurance, paying mm-hmm. for them to come. And then all of a sudden they're cutting them off. Right. And it's like, well, I don't feel ready to be done i know that that seems weird it's like you, yeah. you want you want to justify the progress that they're making but also yeah. that could be the reason that the insurance company says they're they're good now yeah yeah and then maybe they just get to a point where you know they weren't fully ready to either go back to participate in sport or whatever or life or yeah and then like it like you said it's cut off now yeah what? yeah you know that's crazy and then pe- and you, they either feel stuck or they're it's just kind of it's harder to dig into your own pocket after someone has been paying for you this whole time or if you weren't made aware that that was a possibility Mm -hmm. um i I have had cases where it's like post-op patients where and every everyone's different so some people you know you you guys could both have the same issue but casey you only need to be seen five times and jason you need to be seen 10 times everyone's different so um it it, you do get those scenarios where you know i've had the post-op patients where other patients with the same surgery have been done at this time but this Mm -hmm. person for whatever reason is not making progress and the insurance is just like, no, they're done. So it doesn't have to be done PT. It's just they're not paying. Done anymore. paying. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. So when you looked at it too, like, um, is there is there a hi- like a hybrid model where some companies or the option to like take insurance until it runs out, and then charge on your own? Yeah. So I'm I'm a part of a, a group that it's it's a business group and business coaching that it's all cash-based PTs. And there are okay. a lot of PTs that are hybrid. Yeah. Um, I think most of the ones that are hybrid are either, they're only in network with a few insurances, probably the ones that have the better reimbursement. Right, right. Um, because that's the other thing too. So if you did that, right, then the insurance would set your rate still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah of so, what they would reimburse. So kind of like, yeah, it, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit, right, yeah. by doing that. And yeah. then you kind of, you're just... I don't know. I guess maybe if you use it as like a lead funnel or something where you're like able to get more clients to start, maybe you could transition them. But yeah. Well, and then sometimes, at least for me in the back of my head, it would be, you know, like if I go through Jason's insurance, like Jason's insurance may pay me like a hundred bucks, but then if I'm charging you cash, I make 160 bucks off Mm -hmm. of you. It's like, you know, if you guys both need the same time, it sounds kind of messed up. It's like, I'd rather treat you because I'm going to make more money. That's your business though. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I would say the ones that are hybrid, if I had to guess, are more, they started 
in the in-network world yep. and are now transitioning to out-of-network. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, then there are there are cases where um, I know there's a cash-based clinic. It's a big baseball clinic, mm-hmm. and they they take workers' comp, but that's because they work with a lot of MLB athletes. Got it. And that's that's their work, so they yeah. go through a workers' comp. So that's that's probably the extent of insurance I would yeah take is <laughs> pretty much workers' comp. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like that. It's um we talk a lot about <clears throat> kind of. I don't know, just not necessarily going with the flow of everything and the social pressure that kind of comes along with everything. So I like the fact that you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it a little bit different. You don't hear that often, really. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, the medical insurance. Like, we just looked at that for my family and how much it costs. I'm like, dude, this is the biggest scam in the world. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, this is the biggest. Like, I've paid, and it's $1,500 a month for my family to have health insurance that we haven't used in two years. I'm like, how much does it cost? Like to go to the doctor, like it's going to cost me a couple hundred bucks. Like I'm not paying $18,000 a year guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just insane. How much money do you spend for this? And I'm like, we don't use it. A lot of other people use it. So you're kind of like insurance. The whole idea, right? Is that you're putting money into a pot essentially. Yep. That it, it spreads out the risk and costs for everybody. But if you're the one that's not using it, you're just funding it for the it's next kind of a racket. You're donating, yeah. basically. Yeah. 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 I'm like, this is crazy. So we uh, looked at some different options. But, you know, I, I guess part of the, uh, like, from my end and looking at it like a consumer, one of the things that I was, like, hesitant about was, like, well, God forbid you do need something that is very expensive, you mm-hmm. know, and then you have to kind of swallow that uh, thought of, like, I didn't pay for insurance a little bit. Yeah. All these, you know, all this time, now i got to come out of pocket. Yeah. So even though I don't take insurance, like I still have my own health insurance. Yeah. And go figure, once I got on my own insurance, I started paying my own premiums. That's when I started going to the doctor more. Yeah. And I don't have a good plan. So like yeah. I'm paying. You're still paying, um, right? Meeting the my, I'm trying to meet my deductible. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, I'm in the same boat as you where it's, if I'm, if I'm going somewhere, I'm probably asking for a cash rate because a lot of times if you ask for a cash rate, you'll actually pay less versus if you're saying, I want this to go towards my deductible. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I'll pay a cash rate, but it's really just like, you know, my doomsday yeah. backup where it's like if I get in some kind of accident or I'm spending time in the hospital or I need a big surgery, mm-hmm. right? I'll pay my out of pocket, which is like 10 grand versus paying like 30 or 50 grand. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'm not against having it by any means, but I think people are always like, oh, well, I'm going to use my insurance. I'm going to use my benefits. And I'm like, do you know what all of that means? So. Yeah. I'll tell you an example. So <clears throat> I had a prescription that was $80 a month going through, like just going to the pharmacy and, and with my insurance. And my doctor is a concierge doctor. So same as me, they don't, they don't accept yeah. insurance. And I was talking to her about being on the medication. It was prescribed by somebody else. And I was like, I don't think I want to take it because, it, you know, it's, I don't feel like I need it and it's this much per month. And she was like, well, would you want to get it from here? And so I was like, can I? And she's like, yes. Yeah. So she was like, I'll be right back. She comes back. She's like, three months supply, $7. Wow. Where three God. months supply going through the pharmacy and probably going through my bucks. insurance, 240 So sometimes it's like, yeah, you want to use your insurance, but like you actually may be, yeah, you're, you may be spending more. Yeah. Now, in your case where you have a family, it's like more chance of more people going to the doctor yeah. under this plan, it may be worth it to put some of that money towards the deductible and then hopefully, you know, later half of the year, yeah. you're just paying a copay. Right. But someone, you know, young like myself with no kids, 
Yeah. I also think most people wouldn't even know to ask or to even think that, hey, because I have insurance, they probably already think that they're getting the best rate on whatever right. it is. Yeah. You know what I mean, I would never think to be like, yeah, or luckily that doctor said something to you or yeah. to, you could go around your insurance and pay significantly less. Like that doesn't click in my head. I, I don't know if yeah. it's true, but I've heard that once you, once they, once the doctor, whoever it is, knows that like, yeah, you're, this person's going to go through their insurance. <clears throat> they're legally not allowed to tell you that you would save money mm. paying cash. I'm not. A, I'm not a thousand percent on that, but I'm. I'm fairly certain that that that's the case. Like wouldn't they surprise me. Tell yeah, you. yeah, definitely wouldn't surprise so, me. So yeah, it's it's the insurance world is crazy. Yeah, it which is. is why I was like, I want to get out of there. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you, and I think we're seeing a shift in. I think in society of people kind of going away from that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think hopefully that's a good thing for your business. Yeah. Um, I also have seen like for so Carter had his tonsils out, and like the bill we got from the hospital was like, it was. Uh, I want to say like $15,000. And then it was like, but because you're using insurance, um, insurance is only reimbursing like, uh, like 7,000. So like, that's all we're going to bill. I'm like, so it seems to me a little like, so you build 14 knowing you were only going to get seven. Our deductible was whatever, but it just seems like they could bill whatever they want. Yeah. And it's way more than what you would, you know what I mean? What you would pay. And they're like, let's just see how much we can get from the insurance company. It just, it's, just yeah. seems like a complete scam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The more I hear and kind of look into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the insurance will have like allowable charges. Mm-hmm. So sometimes right. like in the, in the PT world, like you are, there are some clinics, <clears throat> I would say not where, not in my experience where I worked, but there are some clinics where they'll overstep you know, how much they're actually billing. Yeah. Like it's the amount that you're billing is not possible for the service that you provided. Um, same for the same thing. Like they're going to get, yeah, they'll get a portion of that. Um, but the clinics who are doing it the right way and they're billing for what they're doing, um, sometimes the insurance insurance companies will say, okay, well, you build $200 worth of codes, but we only allow like 95 bucks per session max. Mm-hmm. So like you're going to get 95 and that's what we'll give you. Yeah. Right? And then you just have to take that. Jeez. Yeah. It's wild. It is wild. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's, it's good to talk to you about it too because, again, it's something we just looked at and um, just kind of – you know, again, looking at these options, I was like, man, this is, when you start doing the math on it, which I don't think, I never did before. I was just like, whatever, I got it through my work. Yep. I'm assuming that's going to be the cheapest option. We'll just pick the high deductible and just roll with that. But then started looking around. Actually, we were able to find like the marketplace yep. and it was yep. a heck of a lot cheaper mm-hmm. yeah. for also a terrible plan. That, like yeah. it's yeah. catastrophic, yeah. Yeah. but I mean I'm, still. Yeah, marketplace is what I have yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Now there are, I mean, so some people, and maybe not so much for if you guys are like, you're paying for your own health insurance. But if you work for a company that provides benefits, um, health savings accounts and flex spending accounts are something that can be very valuable. If you, if you are one of those people who, of course you want health insurance, but you also want the freedom to go seek an out of network provider. So, you know, people ask me like, do you take insurance? I say, I don't bill your insurance. Like if you have a health savings account or a flex spending account, you can still use that to pay. Um, but that's money that's either that's money that you've either already agreed to pay with a flex spending account or it's money that's already coming out of your paycheck. Right. So like once you get paid, you don't even see it because all that money, mm-hmm. I believe it's pre-tax. I think it is pre-tax. Has already yeah. gone into your bank account. So it's kind of like it seems like free money, but it's still your money. But mm-hmm. it's not it's not probably what you're budgeting off of every month. Yeah. From what you get paid. So that's an option that more people that use that than I thought, which mm-hmm. is nice because then it's. You know, when yeah. I tell them it's this much per session, but you can use this card, they're like, oh, cool. I'll just use that. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and being pre-tax, I mean, that saves you a good percentage right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you do have to have a certain plan. Yeah, I think you have to, to be, be eligible. Like signed up for it or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's another good option that a lot of people, you know, I'll speak for myself. Actually, I didn't know about it until a couple of years ago, and then I'm like, oh, I can put money away pre-tax to build up for that deductible that eventually some year I'm going to have to use. Um, so yeah, it's a good option. That's good to know that you could take that as well. Yeah, for sure. Yep. As far as going back to your practice mm-hmm. and the actual business side of like what you do, was there anything like un- unexpected as far as like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to run my own PT business and this is you know how I see it going. And like, was there anything that you have found that's unexpected in what you do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. I mean, not as much <laughs> as I, as if I went at it alone, cause I did get business coaching mm-hmm. and it's, it's through a company that is for cash based providers. So PTs, Kairos, that kind of stuff. So they kind of do a good job at laying the foundation and the blueprint of like, these are all the things that you need to consider. And you've probably only considered like a quarter of these. Um, I would say the one when I, before I actually started it and started to like look at numbers and stuff, I would look at how much do I make at my current job? And then how many patients do I need to see to make that same amount of money at whatever rate I set? And it was something like 10, 10 people a week. And mm-hmm. I was like, I could see 10 people in two days. Right. And then I'm all, I work two days a week, mm-hmm. but that didn't account for other business sure. expenses. So then once you get into, you add up your business expenses, then it becomes, Oh, I actually need to be busier than I thought. Mm-hmm. Right. So early on, it seemed like probably how most entrepreneurs yep. feel like you never, you only look at the positives. Like you look at the greener grass. Revenue. Exactly. Yeah. And then you get into it and you realize like, oh, there is a lot more that goes into it. Yeah. Um, but I, my business coaching, it's PT biz, shout out PT biz. Yeah, is that an ongoing um, thing or was it just like something to get you up and running? It's a, it's ongoing. Yeah. Okay. And they have different phases. So like they have an early like start out, like kind of like a teaser phase. Like mm-hmm. we'll give this to you for X amount of months and then you can jump into their, they call it their mastermind group and gotcha. it's a nationwide group. So um, bouncing a lot of ideas off of each other and if you haven't experienced something before, there's a good chance somebody else has. So yeah. that helped a lot with any uncertainty I had about going into business. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm a year in, so I'm still yeah. learning yeah. every day. Of That's a great thing how to, to have, run though. a business. I know Casey's really good with that as far as being a part of those. You know, you just mentioned the word mastermind. I know you're prob- maybe you're not in that part of the PT biz mm-hmm. yet, but you're in uh, master networks too, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think those, yeah, things. I'm on Thursday, right? Yeah. Tuesday might be combining. I heard some, some rumblings oh, yeah? that we're going to be combining. Yeah. Okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. It would be cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but just to be in a situation where you can bounce ideas off one another, very yeah. valuable. And it's neat. Cause you got, you know, we're two totally different fields, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like business is business. So you can kind of, and there's, I would say almost everyone in my group has been in business far longer than I have. Yeah. You have um, a really good group over there. Yeah. yeah. And they've, you know, all very successful people that probably started somewhere close to where yeah. I am. So it is nice to see, or even just listen to the conversations and the, the problems that they have now being so big um, compared to the problems I have, or it's just me. Right. So that, that is nice to, it's almost it's almost like mentorship almost oh, yeah. even though it's totally different from PT. Yeah, there's definitely a lot you could take from that and you know just learning from people ahead of you. I think that's huge. That's like you know one of the things I miss now like my new role at U Mortgage. <clears throat> we had a big group at Nations like you know and it was just constant there was a lot of meetings which kind of like you know you get sick of them but it's like you kind of need that just constant, constant refinement feedback. and feedback. Yeah. Right. Um so something now that I kind of have to find outside of that which you know, is uh, Master Networks is big for me. I lean on that. 
for sure. And then, you know, just the connections you have. Yeah. You know, just making sure you're keeping in touch and seeing Jason once a week at least for this and, you know, other yeah. things. It's all yeah. helpful. And especially, you know, in my case being a, you know, I'm just solo right now. In the in my other job, like, I had three or four PTs or a director that I could go to with any questions or anything mm-hmm. like that. And now that you're by yourself, you're like, oh, I don't I don't have that. So, fortunately, with these this the mastermind group that I'm in, I can message or text somebody mm-hmm. if, if I had any questions, even if it's not regarding business, like just regarding like clinical care. Yeah. Um, so it is nice to, uh, for sure to have a yeah. network of like, I, I need help or I have a question. Yeah. yeah. What's on the horizon for you? Like what's your vision for this thing and say like, I don't know, a year, a couple of years, or even like long term. What he's asking is, how long are you staying at the? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Not asking anything so specific. I, uh, I brought this contract. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, I mean, long term, the goal is to eventually have my own like brick and yeah. mortar. Yeah. Um, I would love for it to to become something where it's not just me. Like I yeah. have, you know some kind of strength coach or multiple PTs working with yep. me. I don't know if I want more than one location. Um, but I've already crossed, you know, like full-time job was like, that was, that was the biggest yeah. step moving forward. So I've crossed that, that off. So now it's just growing. And I, I almost want to, I'd rather hire too late to the point where it's like, I'm so busy mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I should have started looking at hiring someone months ago. Um, to me, that'd be a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, definitely being on my own, being my own thing, and then just being more involved and integrated in the community. So the more more people that know you, the more people that will come yeah. and see you. So yeah. I definitely, there, there's a lot of clinics in the Middletown area that have that, where you think of PT, you think of that clinic. Right. So I just want to be in that mix, but then I also, I'm different. So yeah, ha- to have that... Um, I don't have to, I don't have to do as much marketing and like, and like fishing for patients. It's just like, yeah. Oh, I've heard of you. I'm going to come work with you. Yeah. And you mentioned having a strength coach, but I kind of sort of see you as, I mean, you, I'm, I think you probably see yourself as a strength coach to a degree, right? Yeah. I mean, I know you're branded as a PT, but just from what I see, you're, you, you know, I don't have the background that you have, sure. so I cannot treat and, but we do similar things. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? I, yeah. You are a, uh, you're a strength coach with a PT degree right. with tons of knowledge. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of crossover there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I'm humbly enough, like there, there are, I've never had like a, you know, strength and conditioning certification. Like, yeah, yeah. I have my exercise science <laughs> yeah. degree, but, um, I, and, and that's not even, you know, there's a lot of like really good strength coaches out there that have no yeah. formal background, but Almost, I would almost want it to be like somewhere I could just like hand off. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoy the PT side of things, and then get somebody that really enjoys the strength and conditioning side of things. So it almost just be like a smooth transition. Like, all right, you're out of pain, but you're already in our system, and we want you to leave us better than you came to us. But I don't think you need PT anymore. Here, go, go work with my strength coach. Right. And then you, obviously, I'm in constant communication with this is what we worked on with this person. And this is what they could continue to benefit from working on that sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, there is, I call myself a performance PT. That's like the popular, I like it. popular yeah. term for what I do. Where yeah, I think that's what I was getting at more than yeah. anything. Like as more of a nod to you that like, you know, you're, you're a PT, but you've also got this strength coach feel sure. to what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, like you said, works really well together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
So like who are your um, ideal clients or who are a lot of your clients now? Is it mostly athletes that are recovering or would you say um, just kind of give us like a rundown of, you know, what you what your ideal customer is? So, yeah, it's athlete or active individual. So. Right now, my biggest clientele is CrossFitters. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything. Not that, <laughs> yeah, not, that, not that CrossFit is bad or that <laughs> I do just calling us up. Yeah, yeah. I do CrossFit. It's not that CrossFit is bad. Yeah. It's just um, that's they're, just your they're typically yeah. It's my network, yeah. and there are people that are very passionate about their fitness and being healthy and taking care of things that get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also get just your average active adult where they're like, I like being in the gym. Um, yeah, I prioritize my health and wellness, but this injury is slowing me down from that. And then I would like to get more into the like sports world mm-hmm. of, you know, I, that's what I saw when I was a resident. I saw a lot of like high school, a few collegiate athletes. Um, that's where I really envisioned when I started this. I love treating the CrossFitters, mm-hmm. um, but I, I would like to also get into like the, the sports athletes world. Right. Um, but it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't have to be like a, 16 to 45 year old like i had a i had a guy who was in his 80s and he was like i can't put my bike on my truck because it hurts my shoulder and i like going out for bike rides Mm -hmm. so i was like cool that's something is limiting you from being active like i can help you with that yeah yeah now is that something that um in the insurance world that guy would have a problem getting to a pt do you think if it was just something like that like he didn't have like maybe like he didn't just injure himself yeah he just kind of was like oh this is weird um, Would he have a problem getting treatment? Probably not. Truthfully, no. like they could go to if they had a primary doctor, they could and go to get a primary get a referral. Yeah, and just get sent to PT. Gotcha. <clears throat> Delaware is actually a direct access state, so you don't need um, a referral from a doctor okay. to go to PT. Some insurances will require you to get authorization, but if you don't use your insurance, that's not a problem. That's not a barrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you can actually go right to a PT for anything. Hmm. Um, and you have up to 30 days to work with that PT before they have to contact a physician. Gotcha. So I could fax or call a doctor and say, I'm seeing this patient and it, it's someone they're already connected with. I can't just call a random doctor, yeah. but I'm seeing this patient for this issue. I intend to continue to see them. Let me know if you have any issues. Um, so, and a lot of times, if, if something like that guy, like if he was to go to a doctor, a good doctor, in my opinion, would just say go to PT. Try PT first. Like PT mm-hmm. should be your first line of defense. Mm-hmm. Like any any doctor that wants to push imaging or injections or even a surgery like right away, huge red flag. So yeah. PT is always your best bet. PTs are trained to see is this something that you, even if you came to me for one visit mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I don't I don't think this is a PT thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think you need to go see a medical doctor. We're, we're trained and educated to pick up on those red flags and, and those signs of this is not a PT issue. Gotcha. Um, and that's where that 30 day thing comes into. Like you don't want to be treating a patient forever that has this random ache that yeah. ends up being that's some hard. type of cancer or something right. like that. Actually, and, yeah. and you totally missed it. So, um, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, curious, like with what you do, do you, do you talk about diet at all? Does that ever come up with your patients? It does. So I have, I have three big things that I, I like to at least mention or, or get the person to think about. So it's diet, sleep, and stress management. Mm-hmm. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist, yeah. so I don't really dive into diet at all, but I do understand the benefits of a healthy diet of sleep yeah. and of stress management. So I do kind of like to bring their awareness to that. Like, do you, have you ever tracked your calories? Mm-hmm. Most people haven't. And, you know, from personal experience, when you track it, you may find something like, oh, wow, I like really do not eat enough of 
X, Y, Z, or I'm mm-hmm. eating way too much of this. Um, that's something that can very much feed into injury. You know, if you're under fueled and you're constantly training, it's not a matter of if, but when yeah. something's going to go very wrong. Very common. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very common. And especially in high schoolers too, mm-hmm. you know, so talk about like sleep and nutrition. High schoolers are probably not eating quite, quite enough. Their sleep schedules are totally screwed up. Yep. Um, and then between, you know, their stressors of relationships and school and yep. sports and stuff, um, that those are three big things right there where I don't care how much strength training you're doing outside mm-hmm. of PT. If you're doing like, if you're seeing a massage therapist all the time, if you're doing the Theragun and foam rolling, I don't care how much of that you're doing. If you don't have those three things in check, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, that's almost like the bottom of the iceberg is those three big things. Yeah. All the cool stuff like the compression boots and the Theraguns and the needling and all that stuff. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, so I, I bring it up, but yeah, I, I try not to overstep my bounds in terms of like nutrition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's good to know though. I think because it is important, I think and anybody that's, if you're going to get results, like you have to look at those big things. Yeah. yeah. That's the foundational stuff yeah. that a lot of people overlook. Right. And I try and, I try or and pride myself granted. on like root cause of the problem. Yeah. It's like, of course I want to get you out of pain, but that's not where you stop. Like I want to figure like, why did this happen in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, and let's take care of that. So it doesn't keep happening. Right. Even though that may be a bad business model, they keep coming to see me. Like sometimes I'll tell people like, I'm trying to get rid of you as as soon as I meet you. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not coming to see me anymore, there's a good chance that means you're just doing better and you don't need me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great business model. Actually. I think that's the difference between somebody who's going to sustain their business and grow their business because you're treating people the right way. Right. Um, you know, the same with me and mortgage is kind of the same way. Like I've had a lot of people come to me. I'm like, I just don't have the best product for you. Like, right. Talk to this guy. He's got yeah. this nailed down. Mm-hmm. And, um, those people are the ones that refer more business to you. Yeah. They'll refer their family and friends. Like this dude's a straight shooter. Like he told me not even to work with him. He sent yeah. me to somebody else because yeah. yeah. I have a better program for what I was looking for. But like, that's the, you know, one of the things that is probably lacking in the world. You sure. Know, just treating people the right way is like, that should be the top of the list. So, that, that was a thing that I started to tell myself. So one of my marketing things is like I would do injury screens and workshops mm-hmm. and yeah, stuff so like that. Yeah, so you do that a lot. <laughs> and not everyone that comes to that is going to want to sign up mm-hmm. to work with you. So sometimes I've only had like maybe two or three people show up to these injury screens. And it's like, well, what are the chances two or three of these people are going to want to come work with me? But then it became like, well, if I can give these people a good service, for free or not. Yep. Um, even if they're not someone that's going to come work with me, they may know someone that wants to come work with me or at least mention to me and get them in my pipeline. So it is, you know, trying not to get those goggles of like, Oh, is this person going to make me money? If the answer is no, I'm not interested. Like I do want to help anybody as much as as I can. can. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, maybe that's not that person, but they're like, wow, that Brad guy, like he didn't try to like hard sell me on anything. Like he was legitimately concerned about like how he could help me. Yeah. And so you should go see him. Yeah. Because you do have an issue. Yeah. Right. And I, I really like him. He's a right. good guy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Same thing with the real estate world. Like, oh, I'm not ready to sell, but right. I know somebody who is. And like Jason and Casey, like they're two awesome guys. Like I, I would refer them in a heartbeat. So right. it is it is uh, a lot of relationship building yeah. is what I've learned. <clears throat> yeah. And I think the big shift for me was when I realized that I'm going to be doing this a while like with mortgages in the beginning, like when I first started, it was like, it was grinding. We would send out 50,000 mailers a month and we were just taking inbound calls. And it was like, dude, you were trying to like close a deal today because that's the only chance you had. Right. And then when I made that shift and I'm like, I'm going to be doing this for ever. Like I don't ever plan on stopping. So 
I don't need to look at that one opportunity as like, this is my chance to eat for the month. It's more like if I just treat this person the right way, I keep in touch with them. I make sure that they're in good hands. Like they're going to refer family, friends. I'll get their refinance when they're ready. I'll get their next house when they're ready. I don't need to get everyone right now. Yeah. Um, and Delay, it's paid delayed off. gratification. Yeah. 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 Something nobody wants, yes. <laughs> but yeah. it's the best thing. Yeah. 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 It just takes that, um, you know, it takes the pressure off too. Like none of us are, like high pressure sales, like going nah. for a hard close. I mean, at all, and it's it's worked out so far for I'm us. I'm really good at soft closing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I talk more people out of buying houses yeah. than into buying houses. Yeah. Nah, like, man, he's that. a really cool guy, but like, I don't feel I don't feel good yeah. about selling yeah. my house. <laughs> you guys don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to sell now. No. It's always a good time to sell. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. It's been uh, good to get to meet you here. I'm looking forward to you know meeting you more. Maybe we'll combine groups like I'm hearing. So Master yeah. Networks will be in the same group there. That'd be awesome. Um, any other questions for Brad while we have him? He always does this to me. I always, no. I put Jason right on the spot. Whenever every I can't time think of I another say, question. Nah, I got nothing. Yeah, as soon as we turn <laughs> you, you had some really good questions. <laughs> yeah. 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 As soon as we turn off the, the mics, Jason will start rattling off questions for him. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering about that. <laughs> Something you said back there. Yeah. It's just what, how it works. But Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for you guys to, to take over the reins. Uh, it's, It'll be cool to see like what you guys do with the place and Thanks, how things change. And yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to being involved in any way I can. Oh, yeah, so man. it'll for be sure. it'll be good. Yeah, it's been I mean it's been a great gym for the last twenty some years. Yeah. and um, change can be a good thing. So yeah, I'm and we tell to it. Frank and Donna and all of them all the time. It's like it was a no brainer for us because of the people that are there. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's the most important part. Yeah. Yeah. the members, the staff, you know people like yourself yeah. that were just like, yeah, those are great relationships. Like with those people, we can do literally anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They got a solid, uh, solid following there. Yep. So it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited about it. And then our, you know, our kind of mission behind this whole thing too <clears throat> has just been helping people, you know, and like, that's kind of like the forefront of why we even started the podcast and just all of this. So the gym aligns so well with that. That's kind of your mission too. Like yeah. you want to make people, you know, help them get better help people that are active, stay active. And, um, you know, it goes so much deeper than just, you know, like that guy riding his bike. Like right. there's such a ripple effect from helping this guy who's 80 continue to ride his bike, yeah. you know, and how his family's going to view him and how just much ripple effect that has throughout the community. So um, that's the big picture thing that I yeah, kind of tell awesome. people. And I'm like, <clears throat> like, why do you want to buy a gym? And it's like, because we we want we really think we can make an impact on the community. I feel yeah, the course. same thing from you. Yeah, of course. And yeah. I just think that's like, you know, it's a big goal. It's um, but but we got to start somewhere. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Every journey begins with one step. Yeah. That's it. Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram. Like, so, yeah. So Instagram, it's it's top underscore tier underscore PT. Um, Facebook, just top tier physical therapy. Okay. Um, I'm not on TikTok. I can't. Yeah, me either. I can't, I can't do that. Although it sounds like they make a lot of money. So maybe yeah. one day. Yeah. Um, and then just uh, toptierphysicaltherapy.com is my website. Um, and then connect at toptierphysicaltherapy would be uh, an email. So okay. email is probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. But um, if you go on my website, there's there's links and stuff to, to get a hold of me as well. Cool. And we actually did get a picture this week. Everyone yeah, out there. Nice. So yeah. we got a picture a already. Note. So, so the we'll first one. No, nah, first one in a while. First one in a while. It's been a while. Yeah, got glad Frank. To, next glad week. to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. nice, Frank nice. Next week. So we'll yeah. make sure that we pin all your um, your contact information on the YouTube episode, and also um, we'll make a, a Facebook and Instagram post that people could just click on the link. But 
Appreciate you having cool. on. Yeah. Appreciate having you on. Yeah. Um, Thank look you. forward to what we can do in the future, man. Likewise. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you guys. See you.